Every business wants good customer reviews. Every customer wants a good experience. So what happens when both sides click? Or in some cases, when they don't? From Yelp and Entrepreneur Media, this is Behind the Review. Emily Washkovic, Yelp small business expert. This week, I talked to Yelp reviewer Valerie A. Her and her husband live in Sacramento, and they found themselves a little too close to one of Northern California's wildfires last year. So they decided to get out of the way of all the smoke. They landed in Monterey, California, and found a quiet Italian restaurant right in the middle of the famous and famously touristy Fisherman's Wharf, Palooka Trattoria. We found a place in Monterey and we decided to stay there for a few days until the weather got a little bit better here at home. We were out and about in Monterey and we were riding our bikes and walking around and really enjoying the place. And we were down by the Fisherman's Wharf and you know we're, it was a little bit more crowded than we expected <laughs> and we we're hungry. So, of course, I looked at Yelp and Yelp is really useful in a place like Fisherman's Wharf because it's very touristy. And there's a lot of people and everywhere kind of looks the same. You really don't want to waste your time uh, and you don't want to have a bad meal or a bad experience. I opened up my Yelp and I saw the restaurant and I was really happy about it was it had a feature I'd never used on Yelp before, which is that you can check in and get on the wait list, right? I was looking around to try to get reservations and everything was booked. So I liked the fact that I could check in on the wait list. So I did that. And we walked around for a little bit, and then we headed back to the restaurant, and we checked in, and we were able to get a seat right away, which was really great. I'm always excited to hear that Yelp features for small businesses are working for both the business and the consumer. When we launch a new feature, we're looking to create great customer experiences, like the one Valerie detailed. More on that later. First, let's listen to Valerie's review. It's hard to pick a place to eat in such a touristy spot as the Monterey Fisherman's Wharf, but we took to Yelp and were not disappointed. We were able to get in line with Yelp, which I'm not sure made a difference. Although it said there was a wait, we were seated immediately. The menu was great with lots of traditional Italian classics and some fresh seafood. Our table was nice on the water, but just far enough away so we weren't freezing. They have plenty of heat lamps for added warmth. Our server, Rosemary, was really friendly and accommodating. We had a lovely evening. I like this review. It covers a lot of ground and we learn details about the restaurant's location, the server's cheerful disposition, and the atmosphere without it being overly long or wordy. And as someone who's been in the service industry and managed people in general, I see the value in mentioning their server Rosemary by name. Often that's one way employees get recognition for a job well done. It's an extra detail that Valerie didn't have to include in the review, but I'm so glad she did. So is Palooka Trattoria owner Ashley Tedesco. Standout employees not only create goodwill and good reviews with your customers, but they also help you create and maintain the kind of atmosphere you want in your business. Rosemary has been with us for quite some time, and she's also a personal friend. And she and her husband actually come from the restaurant business. They had owned their own restaurant for many, many years. She is a key part of our team because she, along with myself and Sal, really model the type 
of behaviors and interactions that we like to see or that we want to allow our staff to be able to engage in. So the thing is, you really have to model what you want your people to, how you want them to be and how you want them to interact with your clients and your customers. If we were put out by our staff taking extra time to talk to people or even just shoot the breeze and chit chat about whatever the weather or give recommendations on hotels or what to go see, that would cause them to do this. Again, what we have a lot of times in these tourist locations and what we call an industry turn and burn. So it's really there the sentimentality is to turn the tables as quick as possible. It doesn't leave any time for making connections and making recommendations. And you'll find myself and someone like Rosemary and Sal and other staff members helping people find hotels. They'll ask what they should do. We'll give them ideas about what to do while they're in town. We want to create an atmosphere where we feel like people are getting a lot of personalized attention and, and care. And really, again, feeling as though we really care that they came and we want them to have a great time in the Monterey Peninsula in general, not just at our place, but we really want to create that feeling that we can help them with anything even outside of what we're offering with the food and wine. And so oftentimes, again, you'll find us really engaging in conversations that have even nothing to do with the food and wine particularly, which I love. And I think it creates a culture in our restaurant where we are all like family. We tell our team members, we're all family here. We're here to help each other out and um, be there for one another. We use a team approach on the floor. It doesn't matter if it's your designated role or not. If you see something that needs to be attended to or a customer has a need, anyone can help them. And we're we're all cross-trained. Ashley's philosophy on creating a family-like atmosphere among her staff is about more than team building. It's about creating a great customer experience. I think that the customers get the feeling that they can see it's a team atmosphere. You don't have one or two people running around and then someone else is standing at the host stand. If the host has a minute, no one's at the host stand, they'll jump in and pour waters, clear plates. We're all working and swirling the floor to make sure that everyone's having a good experience. And I think that comes off to visitors. And I actually have had quite a few people stop me and comment on that, that they appreciate the fact that it's obvious we're all in that together and they feel very well taken care of. And so that's the culture we want to create, not just for our guests, but for our staff members and that we're all friendly and kind to one another and care about each other on a personal level. Not It's not just about making the money and grinding away. I think that's the feeling that guests get when they come as well, which we love. You spend a lot of time at work and we want to make it enjoyable for everyone. So that's hopefully what is conveyed in what customers see. Ashley and her husband, Sal, have owned Palooka Trattoria for more than 20 years, opening in 2000. The location puts them right in the middle of the busiest part of Monterey. And that means there are many different restaurants for tourists to choose from in the area. But their restaurant isn't like the others. And that's a very purposeful move by Sal and Ashley. We really attempted to create an environment and a place within a tourist atmosphere that is not so touristy, we like to say. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think there's certainly people that come to Monterey and Central Coast to have a much more relaxed, casual, less hectic feeling of an experience, which is part of the draw of coming to Monterey Peninsula in general, and specifically the city of Monterey. We are fortunate that we're situated, as you enter the mouth of the wharf, you make a right, and we're on the only original part of the wharf that's left that's all the wooden boardwalk portion, which 
may not seem significant necessarily, but when you walk down the middle, used to be boards and very vintage looking, whereas now it's paved, which is fine. But we kind of have that one little nugget of that historic feeling part of Fisherman's Wharf, whereas much of it has either been remodeled or paved over. So we really like that. Um, We like that you have the wooden boardwalk. We overlook the Monterey Marina and all the sailboats and a little cove where there's lots of sea life. There's sea otters and sea lions and pelicans and and all the rest. As you walk down the walkway, you'll find our place is in, again, the original building, which we love. And it's mostly wood. It's very rustic, but we upgrade it through the years. We, we like to update our aesthetics and the design of the place as well as obviously the menu. We call it sort of like coastal chic. It's got that little bit of that modern up-to-date edge to it, but in keeping with the history of the building, it actually was 1960s architecture, which we think is pretty cool. That's really the essence of the place. We did a refresh and remodel just a couple of years ago. So it's kind of got that lively, upbeat feel to it, as well as the older charm. When marketing the restaurant on Yelp and social media, Ashley makes sure that anyone searching for Palooka Trattoria knows what they're getting. Not just from the food, but the atmosphere as well. Photos tell a story quickly and accurately, and customers really appreciate that. I really think it is portrayed in a lot of the photography that we do. I handle all the social media and I take most all the pictures myself because I'm always trying to look, how do I convey that message? I think pictures are a great way to do that. And really, if we take photos of customers. It's it's really friendly and upbeat looking. And sometimes my husband is in the picture with them, or there's some pictures of Sal sprinkled throughout Yelp and our social media to kind of give them that personal feeling, that one-on-one, like, oh, here's the owner, chef. You can see him any day of the week as you enter the restaurant. And a lot of people will notice him or recognize him. It's funny from the different pictures of the website. They go, hey, you're the guy on the whatever. (laughs) So they feel like they have that personal connection. He works the floor every day. You'll often see him at the host stand greeting customers. He's always working the floor and checking in on guests and seeing how they're doing and pouring wine and water and clearing. So he and I both are, he more than myself, but he are very actively involved in actually working the floor, which I think was the obvious route to people getting that feeling that it's that mom and pop and we're hands-on and we really do genuinely care about their experience. Whereas I think a lot of times in tourist locations, it feels much more like a get them in, get them out sort of feel. And again, nothing against the folks that have those type of places. There's certainly a place for that. So I think that's really the vibe and the feeling that people get through the pictures, that it's that really relaxed chill, hangout kind of place. Or you can get a quick in and out as well if if that's your preference. But I think the food looks on the pictures, in my estimation, very fresh and and homemade and and not prepackaged, mass-produced kind of look that can come potentially with some other places. A successful business is one that plays to its strengths. What can your business give customers that your competition can't? In the case of Palooka Trattoria, it's about how they use their location as well as the relaxed atmosphere and the appeal of some of their neighbors, shall we say. Valerie mentioned the deck as a highlight of her visit. Since it was important enough to put in her review, I asked Ashley about it. 
what is nice about the way our restaurant is situated, it's on a, a corner and again, overlooking the Monterey Marina and all the sailboats. And then there's this little cove of water and these really kind of interesting rock formations on any given day. We have our regular visitors, <laughs> the sea lions, particularly people love watching them and they're swimming in the water right underneath, like people who sit at the railing, it's a, a see-through uh, railing. So if you're seated there, you can really just look over to your right or your left and see that see-through wall that we have there. So it's really amazing for people to come and be able to sit and eat and see all that going on, pelicans and the seagulls and that type of thing. So we have an outer seating area that's closer to the sailboat. And that's great for a day that's decent weather and and not a lot of wind and people love to sit out there because they're closest to the boats and all the sea life. Where the tiered part is there's a set of tables that are closer into the building and a little more protected. Some days it gets a little, you know, windy here and there. Of course, we have heat lamps all over the patio on, on all the different tiers. You're really protected from any type of breeze. We've actually found even when we're able to seat people inside, when the coast is cleared and they're allowing us to seat people back inside, most people now prefer to sit outside. They've become accustomed to wearing layers or being prepared for any type of weather conditions. So we're finding even on days that are slightly chilly, our patio, all the tiers are full. You'll find the inside of the restaurant empty and the patio absolutely full. So that's been an interesting shift in things in these last two years, which has been great because we feel like that's where you're going to get your stellar views. And really, in my estimation, the best experience is really sitting outside, enjoying all the sights and the sounds that you can from the patio versus the inside. Yelp's waitlist technology allows customers to add themselves to the waitlist remotely without all that standing around and waiting outside of a restaurant. Weather can be unpredictable in Northern California, especially on the Bay, and it can get chilly. Standing around outside a restaurant isn't a pleasant experience. Beyond that, though, waitlist added another additional value for the restaurant. We discovered waitlist during, I believe it was the first shutdown during COVID, and we were researching different ways that we could operate more efficiently and keep our guests safe at that time. Instead of what we had was a lot of people would pile up at the door near the entrance to wait to uh, find out about getting a table. So at the time, really knowing that spacing people out was going to be very important, that's what got us going on the Yelp waitlist feature originally. Ultimately, what it snowballed into was it ended up being a complete game changer for our business, actually, in that what we figured out was a lot of people would make reservations with good intentions of trying to get there and make it for their reservation. But we had a huge rate of no-shows or people that were very late. And the reason being is we get a lot of people coming from the Bay Area or different parts of Central California, and they get caught in traffic jams they could never have anticipated. So it's very common. The conundrum we had is we'd have all these tables booked out for reservations. We're holding these tables while we've got other people physically standing there saying, why are all those tables empty? Why can't we get seated? And we're holding them for the reservations, many of whom the phone would be ringing off the hook because they were running late, again, due to the traffic problems. Of course, they're frustrated and overwhelmed and feeling anxious because they're trying to get there for this reservation. And already you're starting off on a bad foot in a sense. I mean, it's no one's fault, but it's a stressful situation for everyone. So what we decided to do is during our busiest months, and particularly on the weekends, is offer Yelp waitlist exclusively 
And what that allowed folks to do is as they're approaching and getting closer, they could time it out and then hop on the wait list and then they get there and then just sail right in and no problems, not having to panic call us, not having to cancel and rebook. And then all the while, the people that are coming up to the host stand and they see the empty tables, we're able to go ahead and seat them. So they feel taken care of as well. It became an absolute game changer for us. And I believe the customer experience has been greatly enhanced because of it. We use it in different ways during the course of the year. If we're a little slower, we offer more reservations. We offer wait lists year-round. The other aspect that's really helpful is that there's a lot of gift shops and candy stores and other things they can do to occupy themselves while they're on the wait list. And the fact that they get pinged with a text and a phone call, it's very loud on the wharf. So it's helpful to have that phone call feature because sometimes you don't hear the ping of the text. So those two combined makes it easy for us to get the customers back to the host stand within a couple minutes. They're able to walk around instead of just waiting near the host area to get their seat. There's plenty to do while they're waiting for their table. It's strange to think that reservations, a long storied tradition in fine dining, might not be the best way to optimize your dining room. Ashley and Sal figured out a way to reduce the risk of latecomers and no-shows while also keeping tables open, a way to make it work for everyone, both the business and the customer. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Busy restaurants have tons of greasy pots and pans and greasy surfaces with less labor to spend time doing dishes and cleaning. Well, for you, maybe Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent and Dawn Professional Multi-Surface Heavy-Duty Degreaser can help save you some time. They're specifically formulated to cut through tough commercial kitchen grease. Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink, reducing sink changeover versus the leading competitor's professional dish soap. Dawn Professional Multi-Service Heavy-Duty Degreaser cuts grease two times faster versus the leading professional food service supplier's national degreaser. So what are you going to do? You should upgrade to Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent and Dawn Professional Multi-Surface Heavy-Duty Degreaser from P&G Professional. Spend less time cleaning and more time doing what you love. Go to pgpro.com to learn more and sign up for great deals. Again, that's pgpro.com. Valerie mentioned the waitlist function in her review, which, as I mentioned earlier, is one of my favorite kinds of reviews, full of information without a lot of extra words. So I asked her about her review process. Turns out it's a little bit self-serving in a very good way. I think that for me, review doesn't have to be very long. I read some of those reviews sometimes. I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. It doesn't have to be very long. I just like to share what was my general feeling? Did I feel welcome? Did I feel like I had a nice experience? Did I want to come back? And what I feel like if I want to come back, I should take the time to write a review so that they are going to get better reviews and other people will come because the more business they get, the more likely I'm going to be able to keep enjoying coming back to this restaurant. So I kind of look at it as like I'm making a small investment to help them be successful in the future by putting my review out there and and my thoughts out there. I don't often write bad reviews. I feel like if a place is really bad, 
it has to be really bad. And those two star reviews, I consider really bad. It's two stars for me is like probably like a minus one star for someone else because I always skew more positive. And I often think that if I have a bad experience, I sometimes I just think I'm not going to waste my time writing a nasty review because why bother? Why should I put my effort into it? It's not going to do me any good. It's not going to make me feel any better unless I think they're actually going to read it. And most of the time, I don't think they're going to take any action if the experience was that bad. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. My husband likes to talk. And a lot of times, if something's not good, we'll say something. Unless we think we're never coming back again. If I've made an effort to say something and they didn't take my feedback or they treated me poorly, I think that other people need to know that and people need to stay away from that. For business owners, reviews can be both a great source of feedback and a little bit of a sting. Valerie's method of providing instant feedback when a situation is less than ideal is something most people don't do. They don't speak up at the moment. Ashley agrees with this and wants to give a business the chance to make it right on the spot and avoid a negative review altogether. It is definitely a mixed bag. I think for any business owner, and particularly in the restaurant industry, And maybe I'm hypersensitive because we're in it. I love actually to use Yelp, particularly when I go to travel different places. That is my go-to, I have to say, to find out particularly where we're going to eat more than anything else. I I probably use it more even locally for restaurant stuff. And I have the bookmark tab of the collections for places places locally that we like that sometimes I forget, now where, did, where where should we go today? Oh yeah, we haven't been there in a while and that type of thing. So I am a user, but I am not a negative reviewer. If I have a great experience, I'll give a positive review, but I'm the mindset that if you're at an establishment and you've had a negative experience, and, and particularly if it's a really terrible experience, I'm more a fan of talking to the people in the moment, whether it's a server or a front desk person or a manager or what have you. Being a business owner, I'm more sensitive to the fact that really that's more likely how things are going to get changed. If you're concerned about, oh, I had this terrible experience and I want to help other people, well, I feel it's more advantageous to actually talk to the business owner or the manager or the worker themselves to try to address it that way rather than just saving it all up and going online. A lot of times it feels like it comes out of the clear blue because people will say to your face, oh, everything was great. So they don't give us that opportunity to correct it or fix. Oftentimes I find that the really super negative reviews, we never would have had a clue that they had such a terrible time because I'm honestly that people tell us something's really awful. We fix it there we take care of it as a person and as a business owner is first of all, why not give the business or the person helping you an opportunity to fix it? And then by all means, if they don't fix it or they're really terrible to you, yes, by all means, I understand giving a bad review. But more often than not, when I read through the reviews and I see them and I'm like, well, when I was working that night, my husband's there every day. I'm like, well, did anyone say anything? Did you hear from this person? And we find out they, they didn't say a word. My stance is give the people an opportunity to take care of you and correct it. It's hard not to take those things personally, obviously, when you put your heart and soul into something. But I do take it with a grain of salt and try to recognize oftentimes there's a lot more good than bad. For quite some time, I was responding to every single review, but I find for me personally, it can take a lot out of me when I, if I take in the negativity. I will say on the positive side, if someone calls out one of our staff members, as I know different reviewers, particularly if Rosemary gets a lot of great reviews and she always introduces herself to her table so they know her name and anyone writes 
or mentions them in any review in any capacity or even in person, if they walk up to us while they're dining and say, hey, Rosemary or Jeremy did a really great job, we actually give our team members gift cards. We have a whole bunch to choose from. So we do incentivize and reward them. When someone gets out of their way to mention their name, we feel like that's pretty spectacular. That doesn't happen a lot these days. So when it does, they must have done something really incredible. That's one part of the reviews that I really love. When they call out our staff members, it really does make their day in so many ways. I'm always happy to hear that reviews can help make a business better or brighten an employee's day. Any opportunity you have to make your business stand out is welcome. Sometimes, though, you get lucky and you stand out more than you ever thought possible. A chance encounter with a man looking for a good cappuccino made Palooka Trattoria more famous than they ever imagined. They were actually filming on the walkway near the sailboats, more in the marina area. There's parts of the show. You can see our restaurant right across the water there in that little cove. So the director could see our umbrella, which said Lavazza, which is an Italian espresso that we feature. And he is from France. Well, we get a lot of European visitors. They, they find it hard to find what they call a good cup of coffee or espresso in America. So every morning he would come over and have espresso and chat with Sal. And Sal had no idea who he was or what they were doing. He was just being his usual, hospitable, friendly self. He was setting up for the day and here's this French guy would come over and have his espresso or cappuccino. Then he started coming for lunch. And at some point, the guy says, I'm with HBO and we're filming a show. And I feel like I want to use this place. And I call it, it was the best cup of coffee, <laughs> best coffee talk ever, right? And literally, it's Sal just being Sal. Like, he's not phased by who you are, what you are. He just likes people. And he loves chit-chatting with people. And he just chatting it up with this guy. Unknowing that right across the way, he had no idea that Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon were just right across the way they're filming with this gentleman who's a very well-known director. Well, after the fact, we get a thank you note from HBO and on it had the logo for Big Little Lies. And then we looked it up and saw who was in it. We thought when this thing comes out, if they don't, if we don't end up on the cutting room floor, this is going to be something, not just for us, for our entire area. We knew with those A-list actors were like, holy moly. So we took a chance. We actually, that's when we decided to remodel because we knew the show was coming out and we thought if we are in it, we better be ready. Let's take this thing up a notch. So we closed down for two months and remodeled our place and fixed it up a little bit more. (laughs) They made our place like a coffee shop in the show more than like an Italian restaurant. So we had to get like a bigger espresso machine. We kind of projected that if people were to come, they'd want to have that whole experience, right? So we had to get the ginormous espresso machine. (laughs) So we took a chance and we reopened and the show came out and we're sitting watching at home. And I was astonished how much our place was actually in the show. I really do believe that Jean-Marc Vallée was the director's name. He sadly actually just passed away recently. He just liked Sal. He came back even after filming like a year or so later with his girlfriend to eat. Then he started to come have lunch with Sal during the filming. He and Sal just got on and he came again to visit him and just check in and say hi like two years later and have lunch and just a really generous, kind hearted, down to earth guy. I do believe he is the reason why we ended up in there so much. And I think he knew the impact it would have on our business and it was just a gift. It literally put us on the map. Pandemic put a halt on a lot of foreigners coming, but since the flights have been opening up, we're seeing uptick again of people coming because of Big Little Lies. 
And that concludes our episode. Be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes every Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take a thing or two away to implement in your own life, whether it's a new idea that you can bring back to your business or a fresh perspective on how to be a positive influence as a consumer. We share these stories to inspire and create more meaningful connections in your local community. For more information about today's business or to connect with me, check out the show notes. This episode featured conversations with Ashley Tedesco, one of the owners of Palooka Trattoria, as well as Valerie A., this week's reviewer. Special thanks to Holly Anchi, who helped write this episode. To learn more about the story, check out the blog post. And don't forget to subscribe so you get an alert each Thursday when a new episode comes out. To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Maserol Sound. The show was produced and edited by Entrepreneur Media.